My dream was, and it has now been realized, that all the world's musics, all the vernacular, folk, dance musics, of, on the face of this globe, there are 300 different musics. There are three different kinds of musics in Borneo. There are, there are you know, five different musics in India that these, as we call them generically, vernacular musics, would also be combined with jazz and classical, and that has happened. And the most recent evidence of the success of my dream is that uh, just recently on NPR, about a year ago, I heard the following amazing realization of my, of my dream, that in Kathmandu, which is the capital of Nepal, they had just created recently a, a conservatory. And in that conservatory, there are three departments. One is classical, one is jazz, and one is called jazz stream. Ergo, my dream realized. And I could cite you another hundred examples. That's the legendary Gunther Schuller talking about his singular invention, Third Stream, which to my ears, and I think to a lot of other people as well, is the most successful merger of jazz and classical music. Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bosted, and on today's program, I had the amazing opportunity to chat with Gunther Schuller about his life in music and all of his many, many accomplishments. Just to name a few, he's won a Pulitzer Prize. He's been honored with the Genius Award at the MacArthur Foundation. He was the president of the New England Conservatory for many, many years. He performed with Miles Davis and uh, Dizzy Gillespie. He was the principal horn player for the American Ballet Theater when he was 15, and then the principal horn for the Cleveland Symphony shortly thereafter. I mean, the list just goes on and on. He's had an incredible legacy in music. Let's turn to some of the third stream music. One of Gunther's main collaborators throughout his life was John Lewis of the Modern Jazz Quartet. And one of their most famous pieces together is called Conversations. I talked with Gunther about the genesis of that collaboration and specifically about that piece, Conversations. Yeah, well, that was in the days when I was doing a lot of jazz in New York still. I, I now live in Boston. And I worked with the Modern Jazz Quartet, and you could name 50 other jazz musicians in the heyday of, of bebop and modern jazz. And um, John Lewis of the Modern Jazz Quartet, and we he was very educated in classical music, which meant, again, we were both third streamers, you know. So he and I embarked on a lot of projects where we did this third streaming thing, uh, where he wrote pieces blending jazz and classical, and it took many different forms, not only different instrumentations, but different forms, also musical forms. And I, he and I did a whole bunch of those, and one of them, I think it's called Conversation, and it was the idea of having a string quartet, a non-jazz playing, you know, a string quartet in those days, this is now 60 years ago, the string quartets didn't know anything from jazz. I mean, they were playing their Beethoven and their Bartok quartets. But anyway, we, the Beaux-Arts Quartet, those were four players who wanted to be interested in jazz and play it, but, and eventually they also learned quite a bit. But anyway, a classical jazz quartet and a jazz uh, quartet named the Modern Jazz Quartet, and combining that into a conversation between these two groups. 
Scott Schuler talking about the uh, genesis of his collaboration with John Lewis and what a fruitful collaboration that was. And, you know, as I listened to that, I was, I was thinking to myself, because nowadays it's really not that big a deal for classical musicians to play jazz. But 60 years ago, the worlds were very, very separate. And so the, the birth of this third stream style was really quite a big deal indeed. Let's have a listen to uh, one of the first pieces in the third stream style, a real groundbreaking piece when it was written, Conversations. This is going to be the modern jazz quartet performing with the Beaux-Arts String Quartet. Music by Gunther Schuller. Thank you. 
Well, it's not every week that we get to let our hair down and uh, enjoy the sounds of a, a jazz quartet and a nice drum beat there. But um, on this program, it's very, very appropriate because we're featuring music of Gunther Schuller, and he is the great architect of Third Stream. He coined the term to merge jazz and classical back in the 1950s. We heard the Beaux-Arts String Quartet with the modern jazz quartet performing a piece called Conversations, one of his early experiments in this idea of merging those two worlds. And, you know, this was 60 years ago, so like I said before we listened to that music, it was really unusual. Classical players were classical players, jazz players were jazz players, and never the twain met. Um, but, uh, you know, Schuler was really one of the first people to bring them together to do that. And when he says merging classical music, too, it's also worth mentioning that in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, of course, the rage was, was 12-tone music. That's really what was going on. So when the quartet comes in with those very dissonant sounds, that's, you know, that's what was happening. That was what was in the air on the classical side of the divide back then. Very interesting music by Gunther Schuler. Well-performed, I thought, too. I love the modern jazz quartet. So any excuse to play them on relevant tones is, is always a lot of fun. Let's turn now to a piece that's pretty solidly in the classical realm. In fact, this is the piece for which he won the Pulitzer Prize. It's called Of Reminiscences and Reflections. This is a piece that has a lot of importance to, uh, to Gunther on a personal level. I'm going to let him talk about it. Here he is to tell you about how this piece came about. When my wife died uh, 20, uh, what was it, 22 years ago, uh, I suddenly couldn't compose at all anymore. Almost everything that I had done in my life, ev everything, everything, I don't mean just composing, in some deep, deep sense was for my beloved wife. And suddenly, it, so that means in a way, even composing was, was in some uh, subliminal way, even for her. Uh, and my my love for my wife, that's a whole long story. We're to, together 50 years, and she died of cancer, of, of the third cancer she ever had. Anyway, I couldn't compose anymore, and I kept trying and kept trying, and I wrote some nonsense, and nothing decent would come out of me. And suddenly, about eight months later, I said, I, this can't be that I, I am finished composing. And so I, I, I tried once more, and suddenly I had a wonderful inspiration which then opened the gates again. And that was that I would write a piece in memory of my wife which would celebrate in that piece certain great musical moments that we had together, listening to some great performance of an opera and, and therefore sort of quoting or semi-quoting that opera or making allusions or references to such pieces. You know, whether it was listening to music or listening to recordings or whatever it was, musical things that I remember as particularly wonderful that the two of us experienced together. And this just opened the floodgates. And I did then write it at record speed, thank God. And I've written about, I don't know what, 50, 60 pieces since then. 40 maybe. So this, and, and then I've, I've been very f fluent ever since. But uh, that's, that's the important thing about that piece. It, it, it got me back to composing. And then I won the Pulitzer Prize with it, which was a nice little bonus. That's composer Gunther Schuller talking about his Pulitzer Prize winning orchestra piece of Reminiscences and Reflections. Let's have a listen to a performance of that piece. This is the Calgary Philharmonic Orchestra, Mario Bernardi conducting.
incredible musical document of a more than 50-year relationship. Gunther Schuller met his wife when he was only 17 years old, and they were inseparable from that moment until her untimely death of cancer more than 50 years later. And, you know, when she passed away, he was unable to write at all. He says for 10 or 11 months, he could not compose a note. And then he had this idea to 
write down all of the musical memories that they had. They, they listened to a lot of music together. And so all the great pieces that they loved, all of the great things that they shared in their musical lives together. And once he had that idea to put that into this piece, the floodgates opened and he wrote this incredible music. And then as he says, it was an added bonus that he won the Pulitzer Prize for it. But I think it was absolutely deserved. Beautiful music that's of reminiscences and reflections by Gunther Schuller. We heard a wonderful performance by the Calgary Philharmonic, Mario Bernardi conducting. We're listening to Relevant Tones, a show featuring the music of contemporary composers. Today, my guest is musical chameleon Gunther Schuller, a true Renaissance man of music. You can find out more information about the show on Facebook, and you can hear this program and all of our previous programs on our website at relevanttones.com. Well, my guest today on Relevant Tones is Gunther Schuller, I think one of the most accomplished people hands down in music today. I had a great opportunity to sit down and talk with him, so I'm just going to play a little excerpt from that conversation. You're one of the few people I've I've ever seen that that has done all of these things. You've been a a conductor, a performer, a composer, an administrator, a teacher. You know, how how did you... um, did you ever also find that you had rec- to restrict? Also, also a record producer and a publisher. Right, absolutely. I mean, you know, irrespective of the fact that you've done these different genres, you've done all these different roles as well. How, how did you balance all of that? Did you find you had to restrict your activities? I mean, are you just a ruthless time manager? How did you do that? Well, um, I don't know. It's a big subject, but one one answer is I I most of the last uh, sixty years I slept only four hours a, a night. And therefore, I gained two hours at the beginning of each day on most other people and two at the end of the day. That's one answer. And uh, I was able to do that when I decided, you know what happened? When I was in my late teens, I I suddenly realized, my God, if I sleep eight hours every night, which my parents told me and doctors told the parents, then I would away one third of my life. <laughs> and I somehow already knew that life was rather short. And, uh, and so I decided to go on this regimen of four hours. And I said to myself, now, Gunther, don't be stupid. If your horn playing goes down the hill, down the tube, the toilet, uh, then, you know, stop it. But it seemed to work with me. Now I sleep about six hours. I'm 88 years old now. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, and, and then the other thing is I just worked incessantly. Uh, I Right now, even, I'm composing 15, 16 hours every day. Uh, I just, I'm, a, I'm not a workaholic. I just love, the word work almost doesn't exist for me. It's my love. It's my life. Composing is my first love, and that's what I've done, you know, I've written over almost almost 250 rather big pieces. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just work all the time. And as I say, work is not some onerous burden that I carry. It's my love. I, I love it. I mean, I, I go crazy doing these beautiful, creative things, you know. Just an excerpt there of my conversation with Gunther Schuller in which he talks about his life in music and a little bit about how he's been so successful. I don't know that I can sleep only four hours a night, but uh, I think from the incredible range of activities that uh, most of the time he was uh, he was working, or as he says, living, really, because for him there is 
there is no work. The word doesn't even exist. He's so um, filled with joy for everything that he does. And, uh, you know, I have so much respect for this man. He's done so many incredible things. So let's feature some more of his music. This is a wonderful piece called Abstraction, and we're heading back to the third stream world here. This, is, again, is uh, members of the Modern Jazz Quartet, that wonderful group led by pianist John Lewis, with whom Gunther Schuller worked so successfully on uh, many third stream efforts. This is a, a very interesting record that has appeared alternately as... John Lewis presents contemporary music, and it's also called Jazz Abstractions. Let's hear the piece called Abstraction, composed by Gunther Schuller. We're going to hear members of the Modern Jazz Quartet, and we're going to hear some really wonderful sax work by a very famous jazz saxophonist indeed, Ornette Coleman. Let's have a listen. Abstraction by Gunther Schuller.
What fun music. It's a great example of the so-called third stream, this merger of jazz and classical that was championed by Gunther Schuller. In fact, the term was coined by him, and he's certainly its most ardent and successful proponent. You know, when the piece was performed, the New Yorker said that the program was a bold and exciting evening. The critic called abstraction a work in which composition and improvisation had been organically and inextricably linked. One of those rare artless pieces that seem to fashion themselves right on the spot. I love that. I think that's absolutely true. There's a sparkling effortlessness to that piece. We heard Abstraction by Gunther Schuller, a stellar example of third stream music. Let's have music now for string quartet. Schuller wrote five string quartets, so I think it'd be hard to do a whole program on his music and not feature a little bit of the wonderful music that he did for string quartet. We're going to hear the third movement of string quartet three, written for the Emerson String Quartet, and they will be the ones performing it for us.
Good stuff. I love that piece. It's the third movement of String Quartet Number no. 3 by Gunther Schuller in an incredible performance by the Emerson String Quartet. Well, I'm calling Gunther Schuller, who uh, was my guest today on Relevant Tones, the musical chameleon, and I think it's easy to hear why if you've listened to the other pieces on the program today. Just an incredible range of styles that he's interested in, an incredible wealth of influences, and he was talking to me about even more. But we're really featuring Third Stream, the merger of jazz and classical, and I don't know that anybody besides Gunther Schuller could have done such a convincing job. And, you know, in, in this day and age, it's, it's hard to even think about these things now because we just take it for granted that, of course, players uh, delve into both realms. But 50, 60 years ago, this was not the case. The, the two art forms were very much separated. And so what a great thing that he did by bringing them together and creating this absolutely unique music. And um, as he himself said, he's written over 250 pieces. So just an incredible legacy and, and an honor to have him as our guest today on the program. The next piece we're going to feature is called Clay Studies, and this is um, music that is inspired by the great Swiss painter Paul Clay. Here's Gunther to talk about his inspiration. Well, when I was very young, I was told I was deemed to be to, uh, become a painter because I was very talented in drawing and design and all these things. And indeed, all my life, I've been interested in the... Um, visual arts. I've, I've been in museums, I don't know, 10,000 times, and I have collected paintings myself. My One of my, I have many favorites, you know, all the way from, from the Renaissance and even before that and into modern times, Picasso and Mondrian and Monet. But one of my very favorites is Paul Klee, a great Swiss uh, painter who did 900 drawings and paintings and sketches. Anyway, amongst those 900, 
he was also a violinist, and he loved music, and he wrote some very great articles about Bach's music. And so that he also incorporated musical forms and ideas in his paintings. So what I did in this piece called Seven Studies on Themes of Paul Clay, I, I took seven of those many paintings that he di did where he was translating music into visual terms. I did the opposite. I took his visualization of something and turned it back into music. And one of them is called Blue Devil. And when I, with the word blue, I thought, Jesus, it's got to do something with the blues. So that became a jazz piece. Let's have a listen. This is the Minneapolis Symphony, Antal Durati conducting. We're going to hear Little Blue Devil from the Clay Studies by Gunther Schuller. <laughs> Thank you. 
Music from the seven studies on themes of Paul Clay. We heard Little Blue Devil, Minneapolis Symphony, conducted by Antal Durati. It's music of Gunther Schuller. Very bluesy, jazz-inspired music it is, although I don't know that he would call that third stream. This is, uh, you know, he's, he's in his classical mode, even though he's referencing jazz here. Gunther Schuller was my guest today on Relevant Tones, and what an honor it was to have him. You know, third stream, as important as it was, and, and I really do think that it, that it was very, very important, was only one of the things that he did. When he headed up the New England Conservatory, he taught several generations of musicians. He's, he's conducted on some of the most important recordings of the 20th century. He, he ran a record label. He, you know, it's just unbelievable what he did. He, he's truly one of the great figures of 20th and 21st century music. Relevant Tones is produced by Jesse McCorders, with special thanks to Claire Fosnacht. For more information about the program and the artists we featured, you can find us on Facebook, and you can hear this and all previous programs at relevanttones.com. Relevant Tones is brought to you in part by the generous support of Grosvenor Capital Management LP, the Aaron Copeland Fund for Music, an anonymous donor, and the listener supporters of the WFMT Fine Arts Circle. I'm Seth Bostead, and this is the WFMT Radio Network.